before we start today's episode, we wanted to come to you uh, to address a, a, a another unfortunate topic happening right now um, in America, and I'm sure other places too, unfortunately. Um, recently, or relatively recently, we uh, recently had um, a race-motivated attack um, and a murder uh, focused on um, Asian Americans in, in this country. And so we wanted to come to you quickly uh, during uh, the opening of these episodes to, A, if you weren't aware, hopefully make you aware, but B, also encourage you to to help out in any way you can. Um, there are resources where you can give your money. We will be providing a Twitter link in the description uh, where you can go that will help point you toward places where you can donate to help. Um, that Twitter is Stop AAPI Hate. Um, that is at stop aapi hate and if you don't have the money we'd also encourage you to speak out where you can call things out amplify voices that matter um and and yeah we just wanted to come to you it's it's unfortunate that we keep having to do this um but it is something that's been it's been a problem for a long time and before this attack but we we thought we would um hopefully encourage some of you to to let your voices be heard and to maybe give monetarily to people who are who could use it. Yeah, just, you know, anything would help. I know we're obviously not the people that need the help, but just any if we could do anything, definitely um, just anything you can do to help would be great. You know, it sucks that this kind of stuff keeps happening. It saddens me every time I have to see something like that, and I'm sure it's, you know, a billion times worse for people that are more affected by it than me. So, yeah, just thought we'd let you know, provide some resources, that sort of thing. For sure. And if anything, you know, be mindful. Um, be mindful of the things that are said. Be mindful of the things you said. I, I think that this attack in particular, but I'm sure a lot of others, um, especially over the past year, I I, I kind of see as a direct result of one of the most or the most powerful person in the world um, calling the COVID-19 pandemic the China virus, right? So it, words matter. Um, they matter a lot. So if, if anything, if nothing else, please consider the things you say. Um, particularly when you're attaching a massive group of individuals to it. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry to... Uh, well, I'm not sorry to bring everybody down. I'm, I'm sorry it happened. <laughs> like It's a really unfortunate thing, but we felt like we needed to come and say something. Um, hope you enjoy the show, but also more importantly, if you can give, give. If you can say something, say something. Um, but at least do one of those things. Yeah, but do enjoy the episode. Yes. Welcome to another episode of Save Station Report, the spin-off show. Is it a spin-off show? Sister show? To Save Station Side show. Yeah, side show. Where we just kind of hang back at sort of a looser format, where we're going to discuss the games we've been playing that aren't necessarily full, big, fat reviews. Uh, we're going to talk some news we're interested in, and then have a big topic, which in this case is related to the news. Uh, of course, I am Dustin, and I am here once again with Connor. Hello there. How you doing? I'm doing great. This is, uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these. It's been a couple weeks. Um, within that time span, I got a PS5. <laughs> you uh, did. 
I'm very happy. I've been enjoying that quite a lot. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. Nice. Did you? Uh, so, how did uh, clearing out an extra room go for the for the space? <laughs> I needed my third bedroom to. No, it's um, it's really big, man. I still can't get over that. Uh, I haven't tried to put it with my smaller TV yet. It's been with the bigger one, but yeah, man, it takes up quite a lot of space on top of that old entertainment center. I'll tell you what. That thing is a monolith for sure, for sure, for sure. Well, let's let's talk about the games we've been playing, and and we we've both been playing a couple of new ports. So I want to hear from you about a game we played. Oh, it was it was a while ago now about Anodyne Two. Yeah, I just uh, picked this up on Switch. I was hankering to get back to it and actually buy it this time since I played it free through Epic before, but. Yeah, Anodyne 2, it's still such a joy. Uh, I Normally games I play on Switch, I'll play usually like late at night when I'm in bed and then I'll have like podcasts going or whatever. This one I've just been very much sitting down to enjoy, you know, fully absorbing the excellent soundtrack. Uh, oh, yeah, still so such good. a pleasure. Yeah. The Switch version, I've encountered a couple places where it would slow down a little bit, but um, it could just be like a new team porting things and not quite sure how the hardware works other than that completely the same as it was on any other anything else uh very much enjoying it once again nice how is the text scaling uh i didn't notice anything wrong with it the i don't remember if it's bigger than it was on like console or pc we both played the pc version previously but i've been playing it exclusively in handheld mode and haven't had an issue with the text size so okay good to hear yeah nice um i i picked up uh well, well picked up it was free the the port and i believe you did too the port of crash 4 to ps5 um, yes yes which is a, a great port it is that game like there's not nothing nothing too noticeable um well, maybe you noticed some more differences than I did because you played Crash 4 on a OG PS4, right? Not a pro? Yes, I played it on the base PS4. Because, yeah, for me, it was like, okay, this is the game again. Like, the frame rate's a little more stable, but the frame rate wasn't bad before. Was that a noticeable difference to you? Uh, Not really. It ran pretty great on the base PS4. I have the PS4 Slim. But, yeah, that PS5 version, the consist more consistent, like, higher frame rate, the... Uh, graphics really pop with the new visuals i found the uh triggers for like stuff like tana's grapple were pretty fun i didn't try any dingo dow stages yet you didn't feel the suck i didn't feel the suck just yet let me tell you you can feel that suck that's good that's good to hear uh 10 out of 10 port yeah it, it is a great port um it, it ran for me really well at 4k at 60 just as advertised it, it runs smoothly and yeah, it, it's a great port. Um, I've heard pretty okay things with the Switch version. Want to definitely want to try in the future, at some point when we start going places again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm pleased with it. I wasn't intending to replay the whole game again, and then ended up doing it. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah I just game. gave it a little bit of a sampling just to. I was going back and getting a couple more collectibles that I missed, and the main thing I noticed was the load times when restarting a level are so much better on the ps5 yeah yeah 
best thing about it for sure yeah so going after those flashback tapes when you have to restart a level after you die so much easier so much less painful one thousand percent so how how has your journey been with xenoblade yeah so my journey with xenoblade has come to an end finally i finished xenoblade chronicles i had talked about this previously um just about 55 hours total which seems short for compared to what i've heard of other people's playthroughs uh the thing that really bothered me about it was the i had mentioned this when i had just started playing it before when i talked about it i was about like 10 15 hours in um i was like this gameplay seems like it might not hold up for the whole thing and it really didn't i feel like about 10 hours from the finish it was pretty stale like i had found the best strategy for dealing with things and then it became just rinse and repeat for every enemy the main issue was that i took every single side quest that i could and i did all of them that would give me experience points and i still came up supremely under leveled for the final areas uh, yeah so it was either just like sit in each major area and check every single hour of the clock until more side quests show up or go grind enemies neither of which i really wanted to do anymore <laughs> so i just flipped it on the at least the definitive edition i don't know about other versions but it has a casual mode uh so i just flipped that on finished the story because that was what i was really interested in and the story was pretty great like i loved the characters i loved how they panned out and their evolution i loved how the story took a lot of twists that made you like sort of reconceptualize the world and who your enemy really is uh without spoiling a whole lot but yeah the world building the characters all of that was fantastic it's just that the gameplay got boring for me yeah man you're giving me um flashbacks to valhalla <laughs> yeah it's very yeah. similar where i was like okay this can end now oh wait i'm under leveled now because i was skipping stuff because i was bored of it damn it yeah the yeah. Thankfully, that casual mode was able to, I was able to beat the last couple bosses without much issue. Yeah, that is something that's nice about modern RPGs and Valhalla lets you do that too. And thankfully, that game, by the way, um, I was like 20 levels underleveled and was still able to beat it, so it's really easy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, speaking of Assassin's Creed, though, because I was really disappointed in that and I was looking for something else to play, I had heard um, some things from other podcasts, um, people talking about Immortals Phoenix Rising. And uh, people who were disappointed in Valhalla, like me, who were like, this was kind of what I needed, actually. So I was like, okay, it convinced me to pick it up. It's been cheap. It's been about 30 bucks almost all the time now. Um, and I am in love with it so far. Only about five hours in, so that could change. But this game is beautiful. It is, like, one of the prettiest games I've played so far on the new gen. Um, it's very much going for that cartoony, uh, you know, ironically, Breath of the Wild style, where it's just everything like in a still it would look like a really nice painting or whatever it is gorgeous um playing it, it it i would compare it to kind of a more accessible version of breath of the wild actually where like it takes a lot of traits from that game but not everything um for example you don't have to worry about cooking at all like that's not really a mechanic here um but like it does the stuff like marking areas and stuff like that um but instead of just putting stamps on your map, it'll just mark it permanently there. So you're like, oh, there's a chest over there. I marked it. Um, stuff like that. So it, like, it has the same DNA. Like Those comparisons aren't wrong, but it does feel a little bit easier and a little bit easier to get into. 
Um, I really like the combat. It's very fluid. It's uh, not challenging at all, but it it's just enough. Like it it looks like a sort of hack and slash Devil May Cry Bayonetta game where you can do air juggles and stuff like that, but it's not super hard to pull off. So it again has that super casual feel to it, which I really am enjoying. Um, I like the Greek the Greek mythology angle to the world. I think that that stuff's been really fun so far. Uh, surprisingly, I really like the tone of the game, which is not something I thought I would enjoy going in. It kind of plays as a comedy. Um, okay, that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, and it's not that like every joke lands or anything like that, but like it, the tone of it is what I'm enjoying. Just like this super casual, like there's an evil force, but it's not. You know, it's you know, pretty lighthearted. Yeah, it's super lighthearted. Like the character animations and everything. Like my favorite thing is uh, the chest anime, uh, opening animation. She'll run up to a chest and then you'll press the button to open it. And then she like taps at the top of it really fast. Like, give me something good. Give me something good. It's like really <laughs> cute. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, it literally has shrines like Breath of the Wild with puzzles and shit in them. It's, um yeah, I, I really am enjoying the experience so far. Um, nice. Yeah, I might have to give that a shot. I kind of glossed over it didn't pay it much mind because it very much looked like just a breath of the wild clone and i don't think anything is going to live up to that which proved me wrong sequel but yeah if i'm not if i go in with my expectations tempered then maybe it might be pretty good yeah and it seems a lot smaller than a typical ubisoft game and breath of the wild for that point um the world seems a bit more condensed uh, which i'm liking so far (laughs) again not that far in so maybe i'm wrong but yeah I, i i enjoying it quite a bit Nice. Tell me about Black Mesa. Yes, so uh, I finally got back to where I could use my computer more regularly, and I started up a game I'd been meaning to play, and that's Black Mesa. The This is a, I believe, Source Engine. It is Source Engine. I don't know what iteration. It's the later iteration, but it's a it's full... Source 2, yeah, because that's the whole point, because Half-Life 1 was Source, yeah? Uh, Half-Life 1 was pre-Source. I believe this is running in Source. Oh. Because Source 2 is like their VR engine. Oh, that's right. Source 2 is the modern one. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so this is running in the Source engine. Um, It definitely feels like a Source engine game, but it's a full remake of the original Half-Life rather than something like Half-Life Source, which was just a straight port that isn't great, honestly. Uh, But I didn't like the original half-life when i first played it uh i loved half-life 2 and all of its games but the first one never really clicked with me so i picked up this one uh i actually saw the developers at a talk in a convention at one point and they seemed really enthusiastic about it the um i'd heard good things about some of the later patches and the, uh the later areas in the game that were pretty infamous from the original were like brought back to being really good <laughs> Uh, so I've been giving that a shot. I'm not super far, um, but I'm I'm enjoying it a lot more than when I first played it. And it could just be that I'm like a little more dialed in, a little more willing to pay closer to attention, closer attention to the environment. But yeah, it's it's a super good remake and a pretty good game altogether. Does it feel modernized as a remake, or does it feel like more of a straight interpretation? It feels very much like Half-Life 2. <laughs> like, I guess the source, source engine's what it's doing, but yeah, it basically feels like 
you're playing the original only it just runs a lot smoother than you would think like there's a couple gameplay changes but mostly it's graphical and like physics based and stuff so it feels just like another take of the original okay interesting this is the one that i've been thinking about jumping into i played half-life 2 back in the day through the orange box um like i feel like a lot of other people did and i remember liking it but not loving it so it's a series i've wanted to give another shot to since that was so long ago it's it's so many people are like it's the best shooter ever so i remember thinking yes. it was a little too clunky for me at the time but you know maybe that i'm a little older i can appreciate it a little more i don't know yeah it definitely doesn't have that clunky feel that the original did but um it still sort of has that source engine clunkiness to it if you know what i mean yeah sure um last on the list i have been playing some old ratchet and clank games which we'll talk about a little bit more in depth later on but i picked up uh, i've been meaning to run through them before a rift apart comes out because i weirdly enough i'm a huge ratchet and clank fan but i'm a huge fan of the ps2 era of games I never really gave the PS3 ones a shot, and there's a lot of them. Um, it just, I didn't have a PS3 out of 360, so that stuff kind of eluded me. Um, and then by the time I got my PS3, it was almost the PS4, so I was like catching up on the Uncharted games and all that stuff, and I just missed out on Ratchet and Clank during that time. So, picked up Tools of Destruction, played that through last year, and um, this year it was like, okay, I gotta get moving on this. So I got annoyingly and again we'll go into this more in more detail later on but i got quest for booty which is a weird downloadable title they put out in between uh tools of destruction which was a ps3 launch game and then a crack in time which i think came out in 2009 or so um that's like a two-hour ratchet game it very much is the tools of destruction engine it's um there's not a whole lot to it it's like two hours it's very condensed experience but i enjoyed it it's all pirate themed whatever um it was fine um which, by the way, is kind of my opinions on Tools of Destruction 2. This is, like, the weird area for Ratchet and Clank where they stopped being... Because the PS2 games are a little... They're kind of cynical. They're very much... Um, they're very much commentaries on capitalism. <laughs> I know, it seems kind of wild for yeah, those cartoon games. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe I got from them. Yes, but from the PS3 on, they kind of dropped all that stuff and moved forward to this kind of animated movie style. Which is fine. I don't hate it personally. There are Ratchet fans who are like livid about this stuff. I think it's okay. Um, I do like the PS2 era better. But so from Tools of Destruction on, including the remake, which understandably I think people are angry about. But um, it it does kind of go for this more lighthearted, goofy tone. They kind of drop all the serious themes of those other games. Um, And Tools of Destruction very much is that where it's... It's, it's goofy. It also retcons a bunch of stuff from the other trilogy, which is annoying. Um, That's weird to do. Yeah, uh, straight up, spoilers, it makes Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank both separate choice, chosen ones, which is the lamest thing ever. That's um, weird. Especially given their origins is kind of neat as this, like, weird pair who shouldn't be together. It's, it's dumb. Um, but A Crack in Time, which I, have, I finished a couple days ago, I think... Well, again, I don't love the setup that these games had. I think A Crack in Time is really good. Um, yes, it is the more Disney animated film vibe. But I think given what that is, it does a really good job with it. Um, I think it is emotional where it needs to be. I think that it does wrestle with, with serious topics, albeit a little more simplistic than capitalism, but still. 
it does do that and it does that stuff quite well um plus it has some of the most ingenious puzzle design i've ever seen and i'm a little shocked nobody's ripped it off um it's got this mechanic where you place clank and to solve puzzles with him you need to uh utilize this time rewinding system oh yeah no i have seen this in some other things have you okay i would like to know that because i really love these puzzles um is it where it, like you record your actions and then use your recorded actions? Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is very similar to. Uh, there was a portal mod back in the day, called Thinking with Time Machine, uh, that I played. That is all about that using like the portal mechanics as well. The game that really like used that in a way that I recognized was the Talos Principle, which is also a puzzle game. Uh, so you have to use like you have to carry a platform and record your actions and then you can stand on that platform to get to higher areas uh yeah it has been used but very sparingly it's kind of a neat mechanic it's so cool so essentially like you will there's these pads and there's like later on there'll be four of them or three of them or whatever and you start there and um you you know you click up on the d-pad and you have several options but one of them is start recording and then from that pad, you basically have a minute to do a bunch of actions. Um, and there's, there's, it's usually just like stepping on buttons to make other platforms appear or to open doors or whatever. And um, then you, you basically get however many pads there are, how many recordings you can use. And the puzzles get so intricate and um, hard. It's really fun. And I found that the difficulty curve was perfect where like I never felt so stumped that I had to look up stuff. But I was just stumped enough to where it was engaging. And I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, that's um, so, a tricky needle to thread with puzzle games. So Yeah, absolutely. So shout out to the clank sections in that game. Um, the ratchet sections are as good as ever. Um, you know, criticisms of the stories of those games aside, the gameplay just gets better and better where they really they really nail the platforming third person shooter stuff and leveling up all your guns is super fun and yeah, those games are just a blast to play through. Um, so yeah, really enjoying that. Um, gotta pick up into the Nexus next, which is the so the last one I need to play, um, this will go into something later. Buying that game physically is $100 because they didn't make many of them, which is really Oh, that's upsetting. so dumb. Yep. Uh, so I don't know when I'll get to that. I'll probably just break down and get a digital version, unfortunately. But yeah, it's dumb. Real dumb. Um, but unless there's anything you didn't write down you want to talk about, ready to move on to the news? Oh, wait, uh, you, you have more stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I put a break the in them because they were kind of different. Uh, yes. You have another one as well, so. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, tell me about Demon Souls, because I have not picked up this one yet. Yeah, so like I said, I got a PS5 finally. Uh, the two games I got with it uh, that I bought physically were Demon Souls and Spider-Man. And so Demon Souls, I love the original Dark Souls. That's the only Souls game I've actually played so far. Uh, and I played that game twice, once on PC and once on Switch, and I love that game. The challenge is definitely there. I know that's the thing that a lot of people talk about. I feel like it's manageable in such a way that, like, you can, like, you can kind of cheese it if you need to, what with, like, summoning other players or just straight up level grinding or, like, there's ways around that. Uh, so when I heard that there was you know a new remake of demon souls a game i had tried to play many years ago uh i definitely jumped on that and i gotta say it looks so fantastic like 
obviously the PS5 is like just insane in graphics, but this really shows it off the lighting effects and specifically like particle effects when you're casting spells and all that is just amazing to look at. Right. Pretty unsurprising uh, given this is Blue Point, right? Who did the yes. Shadow of the Colossus remake, which is also a gorgeous, stunning game. So, yeah, I feel like they takes like several steps ahead of the shadow of the colossus remake even uh it is absolutely gorgeous but the game itself i was sort of familiar with some stuff because i had played the original i didn't get very far in it but i remembered a lot of it and it very much is that souls but it feels like it's a lot simpler obviously this is the first game in the season in the series before dark souls one came out but uh, even in the remake it definitely feels like there's a lot more just like planning and rpg elements uh compared to something like dark souls one and like when you get into bloodborne where that's a lot more reliant on your actual skills in like dodging attacks and whatnot i feel like this one you can do a lot more just planning and just stat management to actually get to where you need to be and this one also isn't structured like a metroidvania world like the original one is like dark souls one is this one is like level based and i actually found that pretty cool where if you don't feel like you're ready for an area or the enemies are just too tough to difficult you could move on to a different level and just try that without getting your map all mixed up or lost and it works surprisingly well for this so yeah it's interesting i beat that of not too long ago and really really enjoyed it so cool cool well um let's touch on astro's playroom since we did do an episode on that you you i know you ran through and platinum that again yeah yeah i didn't have my own ps5 originally but yeah getting the platinum is super fun there was one achievement that gave me trouble but other than that super fun i love the place i love that astro man he's very cute did you do all the speed runs? I can't remember. Is yes. that part of the platinum grind or is that the other set? Because there's like a different separate set of trophies that aren't. Yeah, I just got all those trophies anyway. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I can't stand the platinum next to an imper- incomplete percentage. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Man, I, I really hope you get another one of those, um, a full length game. Uh, let's talk about Bug Snacks, which is a game I played a while ago but you have just now gotten the opportunity to play through. Yeah, finally was able to play my PS Plus copy and man, this is such a winner. I was not right. I went into it not knowing what I was expecting. Obviously, it was the same developers as Octodad, but it looked very different. Uh this one is so good. Like the puzzle solving and just sort of mechanical understanding in order to catch the bugs or the bug snacks is very entertaining. The just straight up psychological horror aspects are very entertaining. <laughs> um, but then the characters get these like really mo- emotional character arcs. And I I was like almost tearing up at the end of it. And it's like such a good, it's such a weird thing to be as good as it is, but they really put in the work to make it like a plus. I absolutely loved it. I got the platinum for this one as well, but yeah, bug snacks is definitely something not you shouldn't sleep on. One thousand percent. They nail my favorite thing, which is like, you know, just characters that feel one dimensional, but then you make them, you know, you make them more. 
and that's that's something that that game does incredibly well um shout out to that song that song's a banger <laughs> really all the music in that game honestly it's really good yeah um, very very good yeah and if people don't know it's kind of like a first person puzzle game mixed with the collection aspect of a pokemon where like you have all these snacks and they um they all have their different names and stuff like that and you have to figure out how to catch them and they it's kind of a puzzle within itself where you'd find out like does this one like catch up or whatever <laughs> does another snack interact with this one to destroy it like there's a bunch of really fun little puzzle mechanics in there that i found super engaging and super fun it also has the best character ever rendered in a video game and that's bunger 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 oh, bunger's pretty good uh, another game we have both played spider-man miles morales yeah, I, as of recording, just finished this about, like, an hour ago. Oh, <laughs> and really? You're fresh. Yeah, it's, man, it's so good. I loved this, these characters as well, just their sort of arcs. Uh, I'm not going to go into, like, any spoilers on this since it is so recent, but, yeah, the way the story planned out, I still love Miles as a character. The gameplay is still just as satisfying as the original. It's a lot shorter than the original, but, uh, yeah, man they can't get me to hate that just swinging through the city it's so satisfying yeah that game is great it's still it's probably my favorite ps5 experience so far um it's beautiful how did you find the did you play on the ray tracing performance mode or did you yes what did you that do? was the version i played yes i really hope ratchet and clank gets that <laughs> like yeah because the the fidelity mode said it was running at 30 i didn't actually play with any i only stuck to the performance ray tracing one but man running at 60 and still having those like ray trace windows and stuff is so impressive and it really really looks fantastic you know actually seeing like the reflection of the things moving in the windows uh which is something that the original game did not do on the ps4 for obvious reasons it's it's really breathtaking at points that remaster does do it though by the way yes i have not given that a shot i did get that with it which is also, it's it's basically, I mean, those games are running on the same engine. Miles Morales does look better, which is not surprising given it's newer. Um, but yeah, those are basically very similar games. Um, yeah, Miles Morales is brilliant. I absolutely love that game. I, I do think it's a little too short for its own good. Like, there are some character arcs where I'm like, oh, this happens a bit fast. I wish there was a little bit more time to explore this. But overall, I really like that game. And I do feel like it kind of trims the fad of the original. Where the original has a bunch of dumb minigame stuff in it, and this one doesn't, so... I don't know. If it's a good, it's a great step towards Spider-Man Two, I assume. Um, yeah, very I, excited for that. I I loved it. The main thing that I was like, oh, I'm we didn't actually do that was finding all of the towers to unlock the map. Like that's just straight up not in this game, and I was not missing it at all. Really, I don't mind that. That's like one of the things I was like, I was okay with because I felt like it forced me to look at areas differently. But I, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed what this game did. Um, yeah. Um, and then you've been playing Control, it looks like. I have been playing Control. Um, control on, well, I assume PC too, but if you grabbed the PS Plus version of Control for PS5, that is the way you should play Control. Um, yeah, don't play it on the PS4. I no. booted up that PS5 version, and I'm thinking of starting that and playing through it, but man that ps5 version looks so good and it the ps4 version does not and it runs like garbage so yep um i played control on 
PS4, and that game was one of my favorite games of the year in spite of all its issues, and it was one of those things where I'm like, God, this would be one of my favorite games ever if it didn't have this frame rate. Like, the frame rate on the PS4 version is god-awful. It is, like, almost unplayable in certain arenas. Like, it's so bad. It dips to, like, below 15 frames per second at some points. It's really bad. Yeah, it's really unfortunate for a game that is amazing. Um, And and then now I know that for a fact, because playing through the PS5 version, I played on performance mode. Um, because I, I cannot handle things under 60 anymore. It has broken me. Um, but <laughs> That's completely fair. Yeah, uh, which is unfortunate because the 30 frames does have ray tracing in it, and there's a lot of refracted surfaces in that game. It looks really good, but yeah, I, I can't. Um, but playing that game at 60 just confirms to me that like the combat in that game is so much fun. It's just so fast. It's so fluid. Like darting between enemies, it has it does the doom thing where it forces you to get up close because enemies drop health, uh, and it's the only way you can get it. So you have to get into the fray to grab health. It it feels so good and so smart, and uh, just dodging around and transitioning that into flying, doing a superhero ground punch, and then using your like weird shotgun thing, and like oh, just it's so good. Like that game is, and I I love the combat in that game. Um, yeah i am kind of itching to replay it because when i played it for the first time i really did not like it uh but it could just be that like it's supposed to be this fluid like flowing experience but just having those performance issues did not make it that made it a lot more frustrating than it needed to be so i'm that, that to play is it again. my experience like i do genuinely feel like the frame rate is a huge difference um i i yeah, it is a very challenging game <laughs> where people go again. I think it does have difficulty settings, but on the normal at least, it it, it will kick your ass. Like, it is not fucking around at all. Um, yeah, that's what I played it on the original PS4 version, and it was just more... It felt more like a struggle than I felt like it wanted to be. So um, it, I am wanting to play it on a console that can actually run the game. Yeah, yeah, which I recommend. The only criticism I have of the combat is... I really wish this game had a weapon wheel. Like it does, it has a it does the thing where it only gives you two weapons at a time, um, which you can change out any time through the pause menu. But I feel like that just slows down the combat, and unfortunately, I feel like it really um, disincentivizes you from using other weapons. And I think that is my biggest issue with it. Is like I felt like I always had the pistol equipped because that's just the that's the all around best weapon in the game. <laughs> But I feel like then I was just swapping the other one occasionally when I thought about it. But mid-combat, I didn't want to stop the fluid flow of the game. So I never switched weapons. So I feel like it needs a Doom-style weapon wheel to let you have access to everything. Um, but that is my biggest critique. Otherwise, I think that game is incredible. Um, I love the story and atmosphere of that game. It also just has style for days. Like, shooting enemies and then having this like weird, like not gory, bloody effect. But this weird, like sort of hazy like tv static almost looking like red you know puffs like it looks so good and um yeah that game is that game is beautiful in lots of ways yeah it makes the ps4 cry but yes the ps5 absolutely. has no issues absolutely and then i didn't put it on here but just real quick i tried crash bandicoot on the run mobile game oh i it, tried that as well it's fine <laughs> Um, it's a mobile game it's developed by king and it very much feels like it yep it is one of those unfortunate things where i'm like man i'd probably play a lot of this if it was like five dollars and i didn't have to worry about any of this garbage (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, the extra resource gathering microtransaction nonsense. Oh my god! In the first five minutes, they just throw all that stuff in your face. I'm like, this is so complicated. Just so and you it doesn't need to be. Just let me play so. a level. Yeah, so I will not be playing any more of that. Unfortunately, I you know it's it is what it is. Unfortunately, um, and then I meant to check out Tony Hawk. I didn't end up doing that last night though. So apologies about that. Maybe next time. All right. News. Do you want to tell me about Microsoft being in talks to acquire Discord? Because I did not read the story. I mean, it's just, it's just dumb. Like the, what it basically boils down to is Microsoft wants to buy, has been approaching Discord for buying their company for something like $10 million. And, you know, it's just normal business stuff, but like, Microsoft just like fix Skype and then do that or maybe just leave Discord alone like there's no maybe partner with them to get Discord running on the Xbox and have that be like the key thing but you don't need to just straight up buy them it's dumb uh I'll put a link to the article or whatever but like I didn't I don't want to spend a lot of time on it it's just sad yeah are you super concerned about that though I feel like like I know Skype is is a you know that's that was a thing but I feel like in recent years they have bought things and then left them alone, which we'll talk about with Bethesda later on. Do you think that that is? Because like I, I uh, to be honest with you, if they buy them, I don't really expect much to change. <laughs> like, like maybe Discord makes its way onto Xbox as an official thing, but I don't know that I expect it to go downhill or anything. Yeah, I just feel like it's unnecessary, really. That's yeah. the main thing. Is like I mean, Microsoft I guess the thing with that is like the unfortunate money. reality of capitalism is that like if they don't do it google will do it <laughs> you definitely don't want google doing it yeah i just the whole thing just kind of bums me out <laughs> so yeah no it's it's totally fair the, um, the other microsoft news was that they just renamed xbox live to xbox network for some reason that I is didn't super even find an article on it <laughs> given that the xbox live gold stuff that happened a couple weeks like this is like they should have probably done this a while ago <laughs> like to be honest, um, it doesn't mean anything to us, but, like, what does Xbox Live mean? Like, that doesn't sound like a modern thing, you know? So Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> it's yeah, all just makes naming. Sense. I think, well, they're moving toward, you know, like, I, I think their future is just offering Game Pass and dropping. Because along with this news comes that they're finally dropping the paywall for free-to-play games and stuff like that. So you don't need to be a subscriber to Xbox Live to play those anymore, which they should have done years ago. Um, so I feel like this is all just this makes sense. Yeah, uh, I just wish that if they're focusing on renaming things, they should <laughs> name their console something better. <laughs> That's just me, though. Whatever. Hey, man, we got them and we got Square. They can't name stuff. <laughs> uh, thank you to Bloomberg for that news. Uh, why don't you tell me about this Pikmin AR game? Uh, this was just something that Nintendo released. There's no like clear details. They just said that they partnered with Niantic again. Same developers that did Pokemon Go and a couple other AR games. The One of them that they confirmed was... They said they were going to do a couple of them, but the one they confirmed was a Pikmin one. And I... I'm excited to hear any Pikmin news at this point. I'm so excited <laughs> seeing your little guys just walking around your street. Uh, 
uh, makes me very happy. So now, is this Pikmin four? No, <laughs> please. <laughs> it can be Hey Pikmin two at this point. I don't. <laughs> it's not Pikmin four. <laughs> don't do this to me. What happened to Pikmin four? He said Miyamoto said Pikmin four exists like years ago. <laughs> yeah, but they don't make Pikmin games for very frequently. <laughs> Oh man, what a weird thing! Oh, let's talk. Let's talk another Bloomberg story here. They believe they broke this. Uh, more Switch Pro info. This seems way more concrete than anything we've gotten in the past, though. Um, seems like they will have DLSS scaling in it to bring us up to 4K, larger screen. To me, I interpret the larger screen stuff as it'll be the Switch, but with no bezel, which I'm excited about. Uh, yeah, that's what I hold as well the um the i think they said that it was going to be a full 10 inch screen the switch now i believe is like seven i might be getting those numbers mixed up i don't think that's right i think it's like no it's including a seven inch screen i'm reading the article here yeah yeah that that Uh, the original the original is like 5.5 or 6 or something so it will be bigger um it's an OLED screen from Samsung. Which screen would do. actually be very exciting to me. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get that ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah, they're making the it so that it can display 4K when docked to a TV, but I believe uh, 1080 for handheld, which is also pretty great. Um, and then they were also in talks to have a new nvidia chip for this new model that was the main right which is where the dlss stuff comes from which is exciting um that stuff works very well in upscaling um yeah i'm interested in this Uh, they also projected it would be 400 dollars. yeah they said 350 would be a good value option but they could probably sell it for 400 without much worry so which i'll be honest is Uh, a little disappointing to me I, I kind of would like to see them just phase out the normal model of the Switch or lower that price by 100 and have this one replace it. Um, yeah, but then you'd have to lower the Switch Lite by 100 and then it would only be 100, which they don't want to do. It would be a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair. Um, yeah, yeah, I think 350 is definitely where I would buy it if it's not a special edition, but 400 seems fair to me. Yeah, we'll see what that thing looks like. Um, do you think that this is where we get Breath of the Wild 2? Like, do you think that's why they're holding on to that for this? Metroid Prime 4? Or Pikmin 4? Whatever. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2, maybe that could be a good, like, launch to be like, wow, look at how good it looks. Like, I definitely feel like that's very possible, but I don't care to speculate about that kind of stuff. Really? I See, I don't think it's that, but I do think it's Pokemon. A new Pokemon or Pokemon Snap? Like no, the Diamond Pearl remakes? Um, no, the open world one. Oh, yes. Legends Arceus. That Which would is, look really good. The story here says this is potentially early this or late this year. I'm, Which that does coincide with some of those. That's Yeah, but Pokemon is early next year. I think that... Because we, we know that there's a worldwide computer chip shortage at this point which is why PS4s and Xboxes are going to be hard to find for a very long time. 
So I kind of have a yeah. hard time seeing them getting a new product out there like this. And so I wouldn't be surprised if this ended up early next year and they would try to line it up with Pokemon, which would make a lot of sense. Yeah, Just that definitely seems possible. Ramblings. Um, yeah, interesting. I, I am definitely interested in that. Um, bigger screen is always better for me as a visually impaired person. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and the Switch screen is fine for some games but some games want it to be bigger yeah oh my god yeah i mean that's why i asked about the text and anodyne because like so many games i've played it's just like they don't think about text at all and like in handheld mode it's just it's unreadable so it's definitely something to to keep note on um quick thing here microsoft officially acquires bethesda we knew about that from a while ago but that deal has now gone through thank you to the verge for uh giving us this information it was a 7.5 7.5 billion deal um they noted that microsoft now has 23 first party development studios which i think is way more than anybody else i think sony has like 13 or something so yeah that's pretty massive for them uh they said that bethesda will basically operate it as it has been so they're not getting rid of the management teams or anything like that um so hopefully for the time being no layoffs over there so that's that's all good news um, and as an addendum, they dropped a whole bunch of Bethesda's games on Game Pass. So go check yeah, all that stuff out. Yeah, I saw that happen. Yeah, um, which is great. Um, it's still going to be weird to have a Microsoft game as a PlayStation 5 exclusive, but there's no going around that right now. Oh, yeah, that stuff is just that stuff will be there. Um, and th- I know there was some talk. Phil Spencer gave another like weirdly cryptic quote about exclusivity. Um, I don't know why they keep doing that and don't just say outright, but um, people still think that Bethesda games will make their way to PlayStation. I think that's a little crazy. <laughs> I don't see that happening unless there's already pre-existing deals. I think he's being cryptic because I think Indiana Jones might be just because they made that deal before this with Disney. Um, but I think that might be the last one, if that is even going to be one of these. Um, yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of those where it will be... Uh, like they will make it to PlayStation just way later. Or they will at the same time, but they'll be on Game Pass. So Microsoft will just be advertising it as, hey, you could go pay $70 for it, or you could come over here. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Fair point. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I have some nice words to say about PlayStation before we destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> We've been saying all the nice things up front. PlayStation Stay at Home. Yay, this is a really cool program. They, they did this a little bit last year, gave away some games. Um, they're really expanding that this month. They're giving away nine games from April 25th to April 22nd, or March 25th, so today as we record, so you can pick these up now. Um, that is Subnautica, Into the Gungeon, Abzu, The Witness, and Res Infinite, and then a couple of VR games, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Thumper, and Paper Beast. Important to note there, I believe Thumper is playable without VR, so you don't need it. Um, yes, Thumper has the VR mode, but is not VR exclusive. The rest of them are. Yep, that is awesome. Like, those are nine games you can get now. Um, and then also important to note, Ratchet & Clank has been free all month and is will be continued to be free till March 31st. Um, same day as Mario's Execution. Reminder on that, if you want to pick up mario 3d all-stars get it now because it won't be available after that date even just try mario 35 yep yeah but pick up Ratchet and Clank. 
Um, like I said earlier, fans don't like that remake, but it's still a super fun game. Like, the gameplay in that game is just top-notch. It's awesome. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about all the games they're recommending here. And I don't think I own any of them, so I'm very excited. Oh, I own Abzu, I guess. But, um... Well, and The yeah. Witness was on PS Plus a while ago, and, um... Yeah, I have Subnautica already, The Witness through PS Plus, uh, Enter the Gungeon I have on Switch. Uh, the rest of these are all new, and the... I mean, honestly, just having a actual PlayStation version for some of these is pretty great, too. Like, I've never actually given Abzu a try, even though I have it, so uh, this will be my excuse. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's important to note, too, these are completely free. You don't need PlayStation Plus or anything for any of these, including Ratchet & Clank. Um, so, yeah, just go pick them up, add them to your account. Even if you don't have VR yet, like me, add them anyway. You, you might get it someday in the future, and then you'll have a bunch of games to play on it. So uh, All of these are also PS4 games, so you don't have to have a PS5 for any of these either. Yep, super cool. Um, also, Funimation will be free during that time as well with a trial period. Um, the phrasing on that makes me think it's a trial period, so if you want to try that out, make sure you remember to cancel. Um, yeah, that seems weird. Hey, if you want to watch your animes. Your kids right. and your animes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also... Very cool. Ratchet or not Ratchet? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn will be for you from April nineteenth to May fourteenth. So one more in there. Lots of cool free games. Yeah, and some some pretty big games. Obviously, they're kind of getting cheaper now. But like Horizon Zero Dawn, I bought for five dollars a while ago. But super cool if you never gave it a shot. I mean, clearly they're saying, "Hey, Ratchet and Clank, Horizon Zero Dawn, getting sequels. Hey, here's here's the." You know, last iteration of these for free. Try them out. Like, that's smart. Um, Try them out so that you are more likely to buy the new one. Sure. But, I mean, that's that's the kind of advertising I want to see. Cause, yeah, you know, just give us free stuff. Everybody. Like, yeah, it's great. Um, and those are great games. So, awesome to see. Ratchet right, and Clank is a very negative. fun trophy. Or a very fun platinum, by the way. Now for the negative PlayStation. All right. So, this is going to roll into our big topic, which is game preservation, which is... Um, the Gamer, which is a site I've never heard of, by the way, <laughs> um, uh, is reporting that Sony is shutting down the PS3, PSP, and Vita stores this summer. Um, they are saying PS3 and PSP will be shut down July 2nd, and that PS Vita will be shut down August 27th. Um, important to note, this is not confirmed yet. They do say in the story that this announcement will be made at the end of this month, so we don't have that long to see if it is real. Um, I believe it, though. Yeah, the PS3 store is not long for this world. No, it is not. Yes. Um, and to talk about my experience, it's actually very um, serendipitous that this happened, because the day before is when I bought Ratchet & Clank Quest for Booty, and it was a nightmare to buy that game. Um, to currently to buy something off the PS3, PS Store, you have to go to the website not the modern link you have to go find an old link to go to the old store because they ripped up they already took that stuff off the online store um so you have to go to the old store and add it to your cart there and purchase it there because on the console itself if you go to buy it there's no price listed there's nothing you can do to buy it um if you click where the price is supposed to be it'll bring you to a purchase page but every time you try to purchase it it gives you an error message so you have to get and this them is on the console, which was a pain in the ass to figure out. By the way, it was it was awful. I was on Reddit Fridge trying to figure it out. It was so annoying. 
Um, and then the next day, they this came out. So I'm not surprised, <laughs> given the state of it. Yeah, so let's talk about why this sucks. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> this sucks for lots of reasons. Um, a, first and foremost, and not something I've seen a lot of people talk about, weirdly, is people made purchases there. Um, shutting off those stores means you're cut off from getting those games again. It doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be cut off at the same time. There might be a grace period for you to download things, but it does mean eventually your purchases are going to be gone. They need to do right by their customers. That is super shitty. This is kind of the first generation where we've had huge, um, you know, online purchases of video games. <laughs> like, this is kind of, you know, we're past the PS2 and stuff. It's, um, I feel like they need to do a better job of honoring that stuff personally um and then beyond that the game preservation angle here but there's just there's a lot of games on there that were exclusive to that store um lots of digital only releases ratchet and clank quest for booty being one of them there's an infamous game up there that never got a physical release um uh, there's just lots of stuff from that gen that will be unavailable legitimately after this happens um and that's not uh, mentioning that's... all of the cool PS1 and PS2 games that are up on there that will no longer be available. Um, lots of that stuff also... that is rare now or expensive to get. Sorry, that you're doesn't to say include the DLC content for certain games as well. Because oh, yeah. even if you have the physical disc for it, there's stuff that you just straight up won't be able to buy. And obviously, some of that stuff has come to other consoles, the other or other re-releases. The main one that comes to my mind when I think of DLC for that era is uh, Bioshock 2. Obviously, that's on other things now with the HD collections on like PlayStation 4 and whatnot. But if you only have a PS3 one and you're like, I want to spend $7 for a DLC, it's just not there. Yep. It's um, it's pretty bad. Um, another thing that got brought up, I believe on the Giant Bombcast, to give them credit, that I didn't even consider, that kind of blows my mind, is... This is the first generation where patching games became the norm. And you could yeah, buy a that's disc rough. with an unpatched game that could have some serious problems in it. That, again, we're talking about them closing the store, not necessarily the, the online servers. But eventually that will follow. And you could get a disc that is unplayable. So, like, even physical game collectors are in trouble here. Like, this is not... Um, this is not good <laughs> for, for games. Um, it's yeah there's it's just so it is it is kind of something we've seen previously when they shut down the wii shop channel and a lot of those games were just lost now thankfully the modding scene for the wii is crazy and has done insane things so you could still get some of those in some way uh through like homebrewing and whatnot which i feel like is not far off for the ps3 because of stuff like this but it's weird that you would have to jump through so many hoops to be able to do that and at that point it's no longer fully legitimate like you can't actually give money to buy a game when you do it this way because you're going to be essentially pirating it in a certain way <laughs> which like is fine but because you know they're not selling them anymore so whatever um you know I, I i don't know about that legally i'm just saying my opinion i don't care but I don't think, like, because I saw some people offering that as a solution. I disagree. That is not an acceptable solution. 
this stuff needs no exactly to be it's way too much like, it's way too convoluted for it to be a viable option i'm the kind of insane person that would actually homebrew a wii so that i could get stuff like castlevania the adventure rebirth but not everyone's going to do that so it's just going to be lost to everyone yeah and sure you can get emulators like there are some solutions if you're dedicated enough but the problem is you shouldn't have to be dedicated enough like it is this is a problem um there's going to be so many like awesome ps1 ps2 games which is what i was driving at earlier that are just going to be gone that were available on there which was awesome um you you provided a nice list here stuff like silent hill one shadow tower yeah echo knight these are all ones that i was considering buying silent hill one right now on the playstation 3 store as long as that lasts is five bucks six bucks something like that yeah uh, a physical ps1 disc which does work on some ps3s but otherwise you would need an actual ps1 or ps2 is about like 80 to 90 dollars <laughs> yep it is like the most the best accessible way to get legitimate easy copies of these games um Kluno is yeah. another super expensive one that's really cheap on the store Mega Man legends is really cheap on that store um it, uh, castlevania chronicles is on here these are the ones that i was pulling that i want to buy uh specifically stuff like shadow tower echo knight fatal frame uh that are super expensive to buy physically like castlevania chronicles is 80 dollars shadow tower is like a hundred echo knight is also up there uh but those are all like six seven but under ten dollars on the digital storefront and that's buying them legally yep um as i mentioned earlier ratchet and clank into the nexus is a hundred dollars physically and that's like 10 20 bucks on psn like even ps3 games which by the way if you're a physical collector get stuff now which, by the way, I meant to talk to you earlier off mic. We should probably go to our used game store soon. <laughs> yeah, this stuff's about to get that. more expensive. Yep. Um, which sucks. It all sucks. Um, and I think for because, me... And it's also not something that... And this is another thing that like, we have seen more of where certain developers or companies will put these older games on newer platforms so that they're available. Uh, just recently we saw the... I got Castlevania on the brain, if you couldn't tell, but the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which came to modern consoles, included Castlevania Bloodlines, which was a Genesis game that is like $200 and didn't have any other re-releases. So this was like a great way to bring that to be more available. But the problem is that Sony isn't the one that can do that. It's up to the original developers. And some of those companies will just straight up not exist or the rights will get shuffled around in a bunch of legal nonsense. Um, so having the option to port them is not something that Sony has really, unless they make their new consoles backwards compatible and then just shuffle the whole store. Otherwise it's up to the original developers or the original publishers to make new versions and then sell them separately. And a lot of times, like, sometimes you'll get a new version, right? You'll get uh, Crash, Insane Trilogy, or Spyro, or Tony Hawk, right? Well, I guess Tony Hawk's a bad example, because those games aren't on here. But, like, I, those are awesome. Those are fantastic remakes, remakes, but they're not the original games. And the original games should be available, too, because they're different experiences. At the end of the day, they're different things. So like, Yeah, the ones I have written down here are uh, the original PS3 Demon Souls. Uh, obviously, the servers for those are shut down now, so the online component doesn't work. But if you want to play the original, the only way to do that now would be a physical copy. Uh, stuff like Resident Evil 2 and 3, 
they're probably not going to the originals are probably not going to get re-released same with i guess the original yeah but i feel like that's a little bit different because that's a little closer to its experience resident evil 2 and 3 are completely different different. they're i mean they're all completely different and if you want to play the original versions to see how maybe the series evolved from the start or just to see what was changed in the remake you would have to hunt down a physical copy, which I know Resident Evil, those classic ones are pretty expensive, and then also have the console to play it. Yep, it's um, it's rough. Um, it, it, I, th- I think sometimes I get very negative, especially this year about anniversaries and companies like kind of capitalizing on old franchises, but not actually delivering the goods in terms of re-releasing. This is exactly why. Like, I was mad at Capcom when they, like, invoked resident evil one through three on ps1 and then announced a shitty looking multiplayer game because like those games aren't readily available they need to be available for people uh recently we had something with square enix where they kind of teased old tomb raider games and then they're like nah (laughs) we're not putting those out like why not and it's like stuff like that that is just like that stuff's not going to be easily accessible and that is a shame um there's so many things that like let's also talk about these region exclusive ones where uh i pulled the example from the ps3 store vib ribbon which was a game that's on the north american playstation store as a ps1 classic but was never released on the playstation one in north america it was released in europe and japan but not north america and that's like a classic uh rhythm game it's the same people that did parappa the rapper and um jamalami and Um Jamalami also has not seen a re-release. Parappa the Rapper has the HD one, but that's it. Uh, Parappa 2 doesn't. So <laughs> so stuff that, like, it gives other regions a chance to play them as well, rather than just, oh, we'll go find a physical and then also mod your PS1 to be able to play imports and then also import a version of Vib Ribbon and play it that way. Yeah, and spend a lot of money doing all of that. So, like, yeah. Um it's just imagine right and it's not that hard to imagine there are a lot of people like this who just buy playstations right they buy playstation systems that's all they buy they don't mess around with other systems because playstation is what they know if you only own a playstation you cannot go experience full series that are still relevant there's a new ratchet and clink game coming out most of that series not playable on ps4 or ps5 there's a new god of war coming out God of War 1 and 2 and the PSP spinoffs never got releases on PS4. God of War 3 did for some reason, but the other ones did not. Um, Assassin's Creed 1 has never been put out on PS4. So you can't play that. A very relevant series. Older Call of Duties aren't on there. Red Dead Redemption, one of what many consider to be the best game of all time, never got a re-release. The so original like, never got a re-release? No, it did not. So you can play that game on Xbox One. That's the only platform you can play that game on now. That is so upsetting. <laughs> like, And apologies if you hear my dog. Um, but yeah, so you, you cannot play those games. Games that are very relevant nowadays. Um, stuff that we expect to get new entries, right? Metal Gear, you won't be able to play any of those games except for five. Um, Silent Hill won't be available at all um splinter silent cell. hill has been an issue where silent hill 2 and 3 haven't had good re-releases since the playstation 2 and that's why those are so expensive but you know there's stuff that like people will just forget about as well like um like i was mentioning echo knight and fatal frame those are key 
like also as part of that is like the original siren games and the original clock tower games those are not readily available but they're still key aspects of those genres like we wouldn't have genres that we have now without some of these classic games and it's kind of just a shame that you can't go back and experience them in any feasible way yes and, and my point is like yes that's true but i, I want to highlight like this isn't just weird uh, like one-off stuff that's like you know specific to nerds like us it is series like assassin's creed it is stuff like call of duty it is stuff like uh, ratchet and click that is very relevant and very popular and will not be able to be enjoyed or experienced by others because they're not getting these re-releases and still on this ratchet and clank i what's baffling to me is that uh ratchet and clank rift apart from what i've heard appears to be a sequel to into the nexus it is a sequel to into the nexus yes which you will not be able to play yeah because you'll just be completely lost i've never played it and when the new one comes out i won't be able to play it yep and like i said there's that original tone from those original ps2 games that's just going to be lost because eventually those PS2 games are going to get expensive. The digital PS3 releases are gone. Um, I guess they got a physical HD collection, but again, you got to find that. Like, all this stuff is so upsetting in so many ways. Um, and I, I do want to take a moment to be a little bit positive, and I'm going to be negative again. Hell yeah, Xbox. You're killing it. Oh, yeah, it Xbox is crushing it. Like, you know, it's not every game. They have to approve games one by one, but... If you have an original Xbox disc that is considered backwards compatible, just put that bad boy into your Xbox Series X and it will run. And a That's lot of fantastic. times, it will run with improvements. Like, they're destroying it right now. And you you have to give it up for them. Like, holy shit, that is amazing. Um, And I do want to bring that up in context of Sony and Nintendo, honestly. They don't get to get away from this either. <laughs> We're like... Yeah, no, Nintendo does not. They are fucking this up so hard where it's like dude a major competitor in this space is killing it with backwards compatibility i feel like it is unacceptable that these companies aren't also doing the same thing why can't i put a ps1 disc into my ps5 why there is no excuse that i will accept as to why that won't work it is utterly ridiculous i think back in the day there was the cell processor for the PS3 that people were like, oh, it's hard to develop for. That's why PS3 games aren't are backwards compatible on PS4. And, like, you know, I can kind of accept that at the time. It has been seven years later. Sony is a massive corporation. They can figure that shit out. Like, honestly, it is ridiculous that this stuff just doesn't work. And, like, we're talking about these stories. To be honest with you, I don't care about these stores. They were awful. The PS3 store is known for being a giant piece of shit. It was always a piece of shit. I don't care about it. I just care about the games. Make them playable on relevant platforms. Uh, you were you were talking about Xbox has been crushing it, but they still could do a little bit better. There are still Xbox games that are not backwards compatible, namely Shadow the Hedgehog and Sonic 06, which oh, we yes, discussed all about important. before. <laughs> Fan favorites. I mean, yes, you're but, right. It does suck that there isn't a sort of all-encompassing emulator for that stuff. But honestly, I, I, I still, they are destroying it in this space. Like, oh yeah, but also it's also because their competition is doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Nintendo has the NSO, NES, and Super Nintendo, which is cool. But those have been re-released a bunch, and they aren't everything. 
and there's no option to just purchase things. And then you get into things like the N64 and GameCube era where those games just have not been re-released. I mean, the 64 games were in some capacity on other older Nintendo consoles, but the Wii Virtual Console shut down. So if they were there, they're not there now. The Wii U one, I think, is maybe trudging along, but it's rough. But those GameCube games just straight up aren't anywhere. Like, that's why they're so expensive right now. Yep, 100%. Myself, as a physical collector, like, yes, there is a certain thing to having these rare items and having them be worth something, but I would rather them be available and playable for more people than have my collection be worth more. (laughs) Yep, 100%. Um... That's why when we saw something, and this didn't make the news because I think this was a while back, but... Uh, onion games which has a lot of key members from the same companies that did games like rule of rose and tulip on ps2 there they had a survey that says that you could then go and say hey i want these games uh re-released or here's the platforms i want them re-released on which is great because those are games rule of rose is the single most expensive ps2 game at least to my knowledge so that's great but it's not something that everyone's gonna do yep um and and i was saying during that um stuff that i dropped out for i think that like we should be angrier that this stuff doesn't carry over, especially when it comes to digital purchases. Like, there needs to be emulators for the stuff baked into these systems, and they need, or they just need to add them later. It is pretty ridiculous that there isn't a way for me to get at my digital PS3 purchases on a PS5. Um, those excuses don't hold up anymore. Like, you or Sony pay somebody to give to develop a good PS3 emulator. I'm sorry. Yeah, if like, you can... I don't care. Like, if you can ray trace a dude walking across the street six meters away in the reflection of a window then you can emulate the ps3 yeah i don't i don't want to hear about the cell processor i don't care anymore like you've got the power you've got the manpower you've got very talented people who i'm sure could figure it out no problem like you just don't want to do it oh my god by the way did you see that jim ryan quote that's been circuit servicing <laughs> yes god it made me so angry you know what i'm gonna pull it up i'm gonna find it <laughs> Okay, you, uh, um, I'm going to talk talking. about the, I made this point on Twitter, but when they do stuff like this, where they take down the PS3 store and all of your digital purchases kind of don't mean anything unless they deal with that. While this is the same company that is also selling a digital version only of one of their consoles. This is something that, you know, maybe in 10 years, 15 years time, there this console is not going to do anything because you can't get anything on it without any you know hard like modding work to it so to have that sort of slap in the face of here's this console that had digital stuff and doesn't anymore and here's your digital only thing that won't have things 10 years from now it's kind of baffling that they would do that oh yeah it's uh it sucks um <laughs> Did you and, find that quote? I'm sorry. No, I'm still scrolling. Okay. Okay, I found it. And um, um, 
listener, I, be prepared to rage. <laughs> this is Jim Ryan. Um, I, he's 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 a VP or something, right? Like he's he's basically a spokesperson, a, though. One of the heads of PlayStation, yeah. Um, and this, by the way, this is from Enron Khan's Twitter, who I believe was the person who surfed it, surfaced it originally again. Um, when we've dabbled with backwards compatibility, I can say it's one of those features that is not much requested, or that is much requested but not actually much used. Sony's head of global, oh, Sony's head of global sales. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, that and I was at a Gran Turismo event recently where they had PS1, PS2, PS3, and PS4 games. He continued. And the PS1 and PS2 games, they looked ancient. Why would anybody want to play this? <laughs> oh so, my god. Yeah. Um, this isn't surprising given that context, but it's infuriating ever the more. Like, like I understand. Yes. People who are buying the PS5, who maybe it's their first console... Yeah, they probably don't care about PS1 and PS2 and PS3 games. Probably don't. That's fine. That's time. That's how that works. That being said, there's a huge customer base who does care about that stuff, who cares about re-experiencing that stuff, and who would like to have it available to them. And also, by the way, not to just, like, dismiss people who are getting this console for the first time. Maybe they want to go back and see what it was like before. Like, there are so many Without reasons Without shelling out money available. for an additional console, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um... And also, like he says, like people don't care. We don't see much traction on it. That's because you have not offered a good way to do it since the fucking PS3. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, the PS3 virtual console is not going to be used. It's not the P- people aren't using their PS3 as much. Yes, like that is such a ridiculous quote to me. Like, what are you talking about? You haven't offered these services since what 2005? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> the when one of the most and i know this is kind of an outlier case but when one of the higher play times of games on my playstation 4 and for a fact my playstation 5 is castlevania symphony of the night a playstation 1 game yeah people kind of care about this kind of stuff yeah it is ridiculous um yeah i it's also more than ridiculous when you know that they have PS4 games backwards compatible on PS5 because they know there's no games on PS5 right now. So like, why not have these have the store port have this stuff moved over to PS5 so people have things to play? Come on, it's kind of baffling that the PS4 is just didn't have any backwards compatibility. Honestly, I mean the excuses were the cell processor for the PS3, um, but that doesn't excuse not having PS1 and PS2 stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, it's wild. And they half-hearted tried to port PS2 games over. Like, there's a selection of them on PSN, but they there's some, like, Rockstar games on there and I think Jack and Daxter, but that's kind of it. Like, like no Ratchet and Clank, no Resident Evils, no Silent Hills, no Metal Gears. Like, like it was such a half-assed, like, whatever. So, yeah, they're not really trying, and so when they say quotes like this, it is just infuriating to see, because you're like, and obviously, it's not true, because Xbox is finding enormous success with it, like, otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. So, it's just, like, this annoying thing, and then you see, like, 
Nintendo doing it in a more infuriating way where they're like, pay us a subscription for the stuff you've probably bought on our services and we can tell you've bought before. It's just the stuff that's like, guys. <laughs> or pay essentially $20 for this N64 game that most owners have. Or, you know, like, and, you know, not to, not to harp. I'm sorry for harping on stuff I've harped on before. It's stuff like when I see Skyward Sword going for 60 and I look at that and I'm like, if that was an Xbox game, you would basically be getting that for free. <laughs> because those improvements that they're making, unless, you know, they're doing stuff they haven't announced yet, which is possible. But, like, the improvements to resolution and frame rate, those Xbox games are getting that natively without anything. Without asking for anything but the original disc or maybe a cheap download. So, like, no company aside from Microsoft is doing anything remotely good with this stuff. It's just infuriating to see. <sighs> I think my dog can tell I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something that's definitely, like, pretty close to my heart that, like, these games from my childhood, obviously I still own them, but that if something happens to that where like there's just not really a reliable way of getting those games again so that's kind of upsetting but any viable legal way to do that mind you yeah totally um you know this isn't to not be so negative this doesn't mean it will always be this bad um you know let people know um say something these companies do i guess let's just nintendo but but like we had with the xbox live stuff we're they tried to double the price and everybody went, whoa, not cool. Like, this does not make any sense. And they immediately doubled back on it. Like, you know, maybe, maybe. I don't hold your breath, but maybe they'll reverse this stuff. I don't know. That being said, I don't expect the store to stay up forever. So in the meantime, let's hope that they give us an official way to play these things on the modern platform. And hey, if you modders are listening to this, get on it. I will be there. I don't own a PS3 yet, but man, when I do. <laughs> yeah, we should note there was some talk, and I believe this also hasn't been confirmed, about the kernel clock on the PS3. Um, about when that runs out, it has to authenticate at the server again. Otherwise, you lose access to your games. <laughs> and to your console. Which um, Yeah, that's rough. Which is pretty bad. So that disincentivizes you stockpiling stuff now. Um, so, you know, keep your eye on that. Before you spend a bunch of money um yeah it sucks um we should also provide a link in the description to that old psn store in case do want to get stuff yeah i'll find that one yeah cool um yeah anyway sorry for the downer <laughs> of an episode um but yeah old games are cool <laughs> so it's worth it's worth being annoyed over um yeah we've covered old games on the show before a lot of gamecube ones that you just can't get honestly yep, totally and you know we're gonna recover the spyro games and probably ratchet and clank at some point you know there's there's a whole bunch of stuff we want to do that this is going to make harder like even for us so yeah, yeah like i don't own into the nexus <laughs> that's gonna be tr tough yeah yeah it's gonna be a rough one anyway well okay Okay, that was all super negative. So I want to hear, what are you planning on playing this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I might play... Uh, I might play Control, honestly. Uh, still, nice. uh, I want to get into that. 
got a bunch of other stuff on the PlayStation that I've been looking to. Uh, I recently started Metroid Prime 2 again because I never gave that one a full, like, full-hearted attempt. Uh, Black Mesa looking to finish the... You know, just keep on chugging. We've got more games for the show as well. I'm planning on playing some more of, so we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, nice. What about um, you? As for me, I'll be continuing with, with Immortals Phoenix Rising. Very excited to get back to that. And then I... Since I've beaten the crack in time, Ratchet and Clank games are kind of known for their new game plus modes. I started that up, and I might be going for the Platinum. I might. We'll see. Um, it is one of those games from that era where they were like, here's a trophy for every difficulty. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, which if I had known that, I would have started on hard, but I didn't know that. So I just played through it on normal. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if I get sick of it by the time I need to do my third playthrough or whatever. But um, yeah, those, that, those are my, my plans so far. I I will probably find a way to get into the Nexus soon. I don't know what that'll be. Um, and then I, since I PS3 stuff's on my mind, I probably will play Sly Cooper Four since I never played that one, <laughs> and I All have right. it physically. Yeah, it's um, pretty fun. Yeah. So those are my current plans. But yeah, let us know if you want to on Twitter. We are at Save Station Pod. If you'd like to find us there, um, my personal account is Dustin H Dragon. Connor, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at Conifer SSR. Uh, any of those Twitters, if you want to hit us up, yell about how mad you are at Sony, uh, or just tell us what you're playing, just hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, totally. Um, let us know if you have ideas for the show, things you want us to talk about. We'll, we'll listen. Um, uh, coming up next in the feed, we have a full review of Concrete Genie, which is very good. Um, and then we just, as of recording... A week ago, put up our review of Animal Crossings with our friend Sid. So check that out as well. Great episode. Um, and yeah, in the future, we will be doing Little Nightmares. So be prepared for that. those games. There are two of them. And yeah, remember to be good to each other. Yeah, and take care. Bye.